Welcome, future doctors, to another episode of the Future Minority Doctor Podcast with Dr. Sulma and Marina, where we bring you conversations to empower and inspire you to contribute to your community and the world by becoming a doctor. Hello again, everyone. Thanks for joining us again. Wherever it is that you are in your doctor path, whether you're in high school, college, or post-college, just remember we're rooting for you guys to hopefully become doctors, okay? So don't give up. Today I will briefly discuss a common question that I get pretty much from anyone that is not in the medical field. Well, I should rephrase that. I also get it from medical support staff, given it seems to be a blur. The question is, what is the difference between a physician A nurse practitioner, also referred to as an NP, and a physician assistant, also referred as a PA. You may also hear mid-level providers or advanced practice providers used as a term which typically refers to NPs and PAs, just in case you hear that when you're out and about. This creates such a blur for so many people nowadays because both physicians and providers wear long white coats and stethoscopes. The reality is, however, that although we work as a team, our expertise and training is very different. Hopefully after today, you will get a better understanding. I think a good way to think of these different career paths is to break it down by education and training. So let's start out by talking about the undergraduate education, or in other words, the college requirements. So I think the main similar thing among these three are that they all need a bachelor's degree to do any of them, okay? Now, as far as the differences, so for physicians, you need a Bachelor of Science or Bachelor of Arts degree, which is a BS or BA in in any major, but you need to complete the pre-med course requirements as we have discussed many times in our previous episodes, which include like chem, ochem, biophysics, math. And then the amount of time it takes to complete this, of course, is four years at a minimum to complete getting a BA or a BS. Undergraduate online degrees is likely not an option for physicians. To my knowledge, it is very, very unlikely to get accepted to a medical school with a four-year online undergraduate degree. Marina, would you agree with this? I can say that I've never seen anyone do it. That's not to say it's impossible. There may be one or two people out there who have done it. What I have seen is like maybe a couple of online courses But I have never seen anyone do their complete undergraduate education online. Of course, with COVID in recent years, a lot of education may have actually been virtual, but it probably was not technically considered online school, just, you know, the virtual change that we experienced for a couple of years. But yes, I would agree generally with what you said. Yeah, I think that's been my experience as well. Now, in regards to the nurse practitioners, they need a Bachelor of Science in Nursing. It's called a BSN, and that could be done online or in person or a combination of both. The required courses for the nurse practitioners are like human anatomy, human physiology, microbio, general camp, statistics, and pharmacology, and then also depending on the program, there might be nursing-specific courses as well. So again, it depends on um, which school you go to if you need additional courses. And the other thing too with nurse practitioners, they must be a registered nurse, an RN. And then the timing to do the undergraduate part, it really depends on the school and which route the students take. So there's a traditional BSN program, and that is usually about four years to get this degree at a four-year university or college. 
The other uh, route is the RN to BSN program, and this is typically a two-year program, since to do this program, a student must already be an RN. Another route that can be taken by students is the accelerated BSN program. This is for people who have an undergraduate degree in some other major, and these programs will last somewhere between 11 to 18 months. Now, moving on to physician assistants, uh, they need a bachelor's degree in any major. And then depending on the PA school of interest, you may not be able to complete your bachelor's degree online. So this one is, it, it just depends which school you're looking into. And then as far as required courses for undergraduate degree, it would be biology, general chem, human anatomy, physiology, microbio, and math. So there are some requirements there for you to even apply to a PA program. And typically to complete this, the undergraduate degree is also at least four years, just similar to like trying to apply to medical school. Now let us move forward and talk about what I would think is the biggest difference in these professions, and that's the professional education. So physicians, all physicians must go to medical school. Okay, so that's, the, that's something that I think a lot of uh, people ask and they get confused about. So physicians, all of them go to medical school because they have to earn an MD or DO degree. The word doctor does not mean you went to medical school. Anyone who gets a doctoral degree or a PhD has the title of doctor in front of their name. It's the MD and DO behind the name. It's the only way to distinguish who went to medical school. And then, as you guys know, medical school is at least four years. Um, some students take longer due to personal circumstances or if they add a PhD or a master's program. And then there are no online options available. Again, with COVID, there were some online options just because of the situation, but for the most part, it's, it's something that you go into class. The application process to go to medical school is a little bit different from the other programs. We've talked about this in, in several of our episodes, but the GPA average for medical school is 3.6. You have to take the MCAT, and then the MCAT average is about 5.11. You interview, and then remember, as we've talked about before, you have to have extracurricular activities, experience, research, and all that other stuff. Now, the curriculum of medical school is what is different. So for the first two years, you're doing a lot of lecture. And then within the lectures, you're going over anatomy, embryology, histology, and then you do physiology, and it's broken down to the major organ systems of the body as well. And then you go into behavioral science, biochem, molecular biology, genetics, pharmacology, immunology, and statistics. So this is all, all the different topics that are discussed and that you learn about in your first two years in medical school. And then your third and fourth year, that's where your clinical rotations come in. So a medical student will spend about 46 weeks each year doing rotations in different specialties. Um, so it's like family medicine, internal medicine, pediatrics, surgery, OB-GYN, psychiatry, neurology, and then there's elective courses that students get to take. Meanwhile, these students are also studying for the Step 1 U.S. Medical Licensing Exam and the Step 2 Licensing Exam as well. And you have to pass these and perform well on these too. In addition, at the end of each of these rotations, the students are also required to take an exam to pass the rotation, which it's called a shelf exam. And then as far as clinical experience, by the time you're done with medical school, a medical student likely completed about 5,000 hours of clinical hours at a minimum. Dr. Marina, do you remember going through all of this? 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Medical school seemed to last forever. Honestly, <laughs> it's, um, a, and, it's a lot. It's like when you're, you're actually looking and talking about it and like, wow, we went through all of this. <laughs> yeah. And like we always say, you know, the saying is that going to medical school is like drinking from a fire hose, that there is so much information that you cover in those four years. I will say that some medical schools are trialing or are recently trying three-year programs. And honestly, I don't know how you fit all of that into three years. Some medical schools are starting to do that, but only a few. And again, it's a lot to cover within those three or four years, a lot to learn. And then some medical schools are also getting creative in terms of like, well, maybe the first two years don't have to be all classroom and the second two years don't have to be all clinical. Maybe we can mix it up. More and more medical schools are trying to experiment with ways of combining the preclinical and the clinical curriculum to go more smoothly so that students aren't just trapped in a classroom for two years and then trapped in a hospital for two years that you're actually mixing up the experiences. Nevertheless, it's a lot, a lot of 5,000 hours of clinical experience, like you mentioned, in those last two years, plus all of that stuff that you studied and studied and studied Mm -hmm. during the first two years. So it's a lot. Yeah. And, you know, some students will have more because in some medical schools, those first two years, they allow for some students to do clinical hours as well. Like, for example, my first two years, I was part of the student clinic that was free for patients. So I was actually exposed. So again, minimum is 5,000 hours, but some students have more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of schools do have those student run free clinics that you can Mm -hmm. be a part of during your first two years. So that's a rough idea with with medical school. Now, in regards to nurse practitioners, they have to complete a nurse practitioner program. This is not medical school. So it's a specific program for nurse practitioners. They will earn a graduate degree that can be a master's degree, a post-master certificate, or a doctor of nursing practice, also known as DNP. So what you'll likely see on the white coat, the initials will be MS, MSN, NP, DNP, and they might have BSN and RN, okay? Um, and then that's how you know that's a nurse practitioner. This graduate degree takes a minimum of 21 months. However, if it's a doctoral degree program, that can take up to three to four years. But remember, a doctoral degree is not a medical degree. I find students get confused with these two terms since both can be referred to as doctor. Keep in mind the timelines mentioned to complete the nurse practitioner program is a rough estimate because there are many variables, such as if you do a part-time program. So um, again, minimum 21 months, but it might take longer. There are online options available for these nurse practitioner programs. The application process with them, it seems from what I saw, the GPA average is 3.0, but some schools may have a minimum requirement of 2.5. There is no MCAT required. Uh, They do have to have a registered nurse license. And for the DNP programs, some schools may require additional clinical experience hours as well. And I did come across, I think most programs don't require an interview, but there may be some that do. Now, the big difference that I was referring to is the curriculum. So with these nurse practitioner programs, their curriculum cover topics such as pharmacology, pathophysiology, physical assessment, primary care course, disease prevention advanced nursing theory, health systems, epidemiology, and biostats and research. And of course, there's probably some variation depending on the school. So um, very different coursework than when you're seeing in medical school. 
The postmaster certificate has less course requirements than the master's degree, and then the DNP program will have more requirements. The NP students, they must pass the national NP certification exam to continue to practice after they're done, with the exception of California and New York, from what I saw. And then as far as clinical experience, once an NP student has completed the program, they have roughly a minimum of 500 clinical hours of training. So again, it's very different than the 5,000 hours of a medical student. So that would be a difference. Now, as far as for physician's assistants, they must complete a PA program. So it's not an NP program and it's not medical school. It's a completely different program. And they will earn a master's degree. And then the initial you'll typically see is a PA or PAC after their name. This program takes a minimum of two years to complete. There are online options available as well. And in regards to the application process, the average GPA from what I saw is 3.0. But PA students or when you're applying to the program, they do require health experience hours. And it looked like a minimum of 1,000 hours. The curriculum is also a bit different. So they are required to do clinical medicine and skills, and they do go over various specialties like general medicine, women's pediatric psychiatry, surgery, ortho, emergency medicine, and critical care, pharmacology, anatomy, mental health. So again, this will depend also on which program it is that a student would attend. They are also required to do rotations in primary care, surgery, and emergency medicine. Now, as far as the clinical experience, it varies by program, but most will be over 1,000 clinical hours that are required. And then um, PA students must also pass an exam. It's called the PANSI or the Physician Assistant National Certifying Exam in order to practice after they complete the PA program. So as you can see, there are major differences between the three when it comes to the amount of material covered in education and the amount of clinical experience in school. The other difference between the three is the training you get after the programs have been completed. So for physicians, once you complete the 5,000 plus hours of uh, clinical hours in medical school and you graduate, you still are not allowed to practice medicine independently. Even though at this point you're officially a doctor or a physician and you've earned your MD or DO degree, all physicians must do a residency program. Residency is basically additional clinical experience that focuses on the specialty that you are pursuing. The length of residency will vary based on specialty, as we've mentioned in previous episodes. The shortest one is about three years and the longest being about seven years. But if you go on to do even a fellowship, so even further additional training, this could be longer. Every physician you meet has completed a residency in order to be an expert in the field. Of course, we're never really all experts. But in order for you to have the skills to practice that certain specialty, if you do the math, you're looking at over 10,000 clinical hours for a three-year residency and over 20,000 clinical hours for the longer residency programs. So that's a total of at least 15,000 clinical hours spent over the course of seven years if you are a primary care physician, meaning if you do internal medicine, family practice, or pediatrics. In addition, you have to pass another USMLE licensing exam, and that's called the step three during residency. And then this is a two-day exam. Once residency and the step three are done, then you take a long certifying board exam in your specialty or area of training in order to become board certified by the state. The pediatric board exam was eight hours long. 
then after all that's complete and you pass, then you're practicing independently. So it is, it, it is quite different there. Now, with the NP students, or once you're actually a nurse practitioner, once you're done with the program and then you get and you pass the certification exam and then you've completed the minimum of the 500 clinical hours, they can actually practice without any further training. There's no residency program required and they do not have to specialize to work in a specific field. For PAs, once the PAs are done and have passed their certification exam, they're also allowed to start practicing with a minimum of 1,000 clinical hours. They're not required to do a residency or any further training as well. For this reason, a physician often will play a supervisory role to help assist the PA and NP with patients that are having complex medical issues. Yeah, so great summary, Dr. Z. You've actually covered a couple of things that I didn't know about the specific training requirements for NPs and PAs. But I think the big point that we really want to make here is there's a huge difference in the clinical training hours required to be a physician versus a PA versus a nurse practitioner. So think about it. An NP, you only are required to have 500 clinical hours to start practicing as a nurse practitioner. Whereas for a physician with like the shortest route to training, it's 15,000 hours. So that's a huge, huge difference. Now, PAs are somewhere in the middle there, but they're a little, you know, they're not quite at those 15,000 hours either. So can you imagine how confident would you feel seeing patients and practicing medicine with only 500 clinical hours versus 15,000? So that's really something to consider because I have known some friends, some great friends of mine that went through nurse practitioner school and training and then started practicing in some of the same clinics where I practiced. And they said it was really hard. (laughs) Like they were crying some days after work because they felt like they were so unprepared for the amount of clinical work that they were doing. And they would ask a lot of questions. And luckily, it was a supportive environment where they were able to take the time and ask questions and look things up and learn on the way. Mm -hmm. But honestly, the degree of confidence that you will feel seeing patients as a physician is a lot, lot, lot higher than the degree of confidence and expertise you're going to have right after finishing school as a nurse practitioner. Now, I will say one caveat to that. If you were a nurse practitioner and you went to school to be a nurse practitioner after having a long career as a nurse, like maybe you practiced as a nurse in an ICU or in primary care for like 10 years or 15 years, whatever, you've seen a lot of stuff. You have a lot of clinical experience that you can draw upon. And so when you go to NP school and you get that nurse practitioner degree, you're going to feel a lot more confident than a 21-year-old who just went straight through school and didn't have that prior work experience. So there's a big difference. I don't want to suggest that like all NPs are the same and only have 500 clinical hours because that's not true. I've known some amazing nurse practitioners that, you know, worked in an ER or worked in another setting for years and years and years before they became a nurse practitioner. So you have to take all of those things into consideration as well. But if you're just going straight through school thinking, oh, yeah, I'm going to be an NP and I'm going to do exactly the same thing as a doctor, it's not true. Yeah. Eventually, you will build up your skills and you will become more confident, but it's not going to be right away. And honestly, as a nurse practitioner, you're never going to make as much money, at least in most settings that I know of, as a physician. Although that doesn't mean that you can't make a good living. You can still make a good living. But just things to take into consideration. And again, PAs 
are in kind of in the middle in my mind between a nurse practitioner and a mm-hmm. physician because they do have longer school. They do have more clinical hours. But yeah, those are kind of the major differences in my mind and things to take into consideration. You know, I would agree with that. I have a really good friend that's a PA and she went straight through. So she didn't have the clinical experience before that. So she went straight through. And she said that she didn't start feeling comfortable with patients until she had been in full-time practice for about five years. So if you do the math, that's roughly, you know, the, the clinical hours that you do through residency and so forth. So it makes sense. You're not going to feel comfortable until five to six years, because that's basically what residency is doing for us, but in a condensed amount of time. But yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Um, I, didn't, I didn't mention that. So that's a good point. I hope that you were able to get a basic understanding of the difference between physicians, NPs, and PAs, and how the training is quite different. As a physician, you will commonly work in a team with NPs and PAs within a healthcare setting for the common goal of caring for patients together. However, when choosing which path is best for you, it is important for students to understand the educational differences and the differences in clinical medicine as well. We hope you learned something new today and that you continue to want to pursue your dreams of becoming a physician and going to medical school to earn that MD or DO title. We are rooting for you. Peace and love, everyone.